Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Movie Club. And today we're doing the Jim Carrey classic, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh, I don't have as much energy as him. I can't. Uh, all righty. I can't do it. He's just, you know. You need to want to like do a Red Bull shot and come back. And try yeah, again. just like, yeah, I got to do some cocaine and then I'll just be like, I could do that then. But right now I don't have what it takes. I don't think. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. I'm not saying he did I don't know cocaine. what you're implying. I'm not you know. implying that. What are you Jim, saying about Jim Carrey? I, I'm saying nothing about Jim Carrey. I'm saying everything about myself that I don't think I could get this level of energy without doing cocaine. I've never done cocaine, but I'm assuming it would give me, I would act like this. That's all. Rocco, thoughts on uh, Sean's cocaine addiction? My spirit <laughs> has left me, so I have, I just can't bring myself to provide any bits or, I mean, I just, uh, I'm, so, I'm broken. Yeah, I was watching this movie thinking Rocco is going to be broken. I knew this would break oh, you. No, I just, I mean, I read about the, uh, what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, oh, Okay. Yeah, I was that was all new to me. But I, I did watch uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective too, though, so we'll get into that. You watched <laughs> Pet Detective Part Two uh, when Nature Calls. I watched the trilogy. Is there a third um, one? Yeah, uh, they got this. F oh my god, this funny little kid <laughs> to kind of do Jim Carrey's role, also known as Ace Ventura. Um, and this kid does the best impression of Jim Carrey. You got to see it for yourself. I honestly, I'm, I'm wondering if we should pause the recording here and catch up on the, the full trilogy because I feel like that perspective will add a little bit more mm -hmm. than just a one-dimensional take on the first. But, you know, that's up to you guys. Mm -hmm. um, I did the homework. Nice. So. I noticed series? something on Movie Club is that uh, Rocco often talks about movies we didn't watch uh, <laughs> in his review of Movie Club movies. It's yeah. always like, well, reminding me of this movie or I watched this other movie or I'll talk about Ace Ventura 3, I, which I didn't even know existed. It's Ace Ventura Pet Detective Jr., uh, a 2009, 2009. Uh, movie. <laughs> yeah. The kids were clamoring for where it. Where they can't get Jim Carrey, so a child takes the role. There was a weird streak of time uh, to to further elaborate to further um, go deeper into what Derek is talking about that I always do. There was a time where there was a moment where they kept making. Do you remember there was like a five year period where they were making every Jim Carrey sequel yeah, without they had him? Like the uh, Dumb and Dumber thing. It was like the prequel to them. Yeah, it was like them as younger. S son, yeah, uh, Dumb and Dumberer or mask. whatever. Son, son of, of the, the Mask. mask. Yeah. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective Junior. Yeah. Whoa. And yeah. I, I want to say there was another one. Maybe. I think it's because Jim Carrey uh, was like comedy and Hollywood gold in the nineties, and mm. excuse me, my, my liqueur is coming back up. <laughs> as tends to be in Hollywood. Um, there are no original people. There are no new ideas. So they say, what was a hit 10 years ago? We'll just do a bastardized version of that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's good because people will buy a ticket to see it before they even realize it sucks. I'm realizing now, even doing Record Club that I have been doing, uh, a lot of old, like I'm listening to these older records and it's like, oh, this is sampled and I had no idea this was like, <laughs> this, uh, that, I think that happens in all entertainment where it's like, oh, this was in the 60s and now they put it in a song that was in the 90s that I knew and I didn't know that it was a thing before. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the greatest artists steal. The Beatles stole music. Led Zeppelin stole music. Steal. If you're a creative person, just steal. That's If the best the people in the world are doing it, <sighs> you should do it too. Right. Do you think we're the first movie podcast? No, we stole this idea. Yeah, Red Letter Media. We ripped them off. I don't know who that is. Uh, well, I'll have to educate you later. Okay. And I know you're lying. Anyways, <laughs> so Ace Ventura Pet Detective is the movie we're talking about today. And let's just get the elephant out of the room. This is probably the the only movie I can think with an aggressively anti-trans plot point that has gone on to inspire children's shows, sequels, Ace Ventura 3, Ace Ventura Jr. Yeah, that one's even more transphobic. I think I think people uh, like myself, actually, because I recommended this last week, have selectively forgotten this plot point. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they haven't forgotten this plot point and they don't even want to engage with this movie anymore because they remember it having... Uh, homophobic or transphobic plot points in it. Don't worry, everybody. We'll get into all that. If you think we're going to skirt around the issues, we're not. We're going to put our knuckles to the grindstone. Mm-hmm. We're going to get down and dirty. We're going to get woke on today's this, episode. Th- well, yeah, this is going to be probably the this is the woke episode. The um, This will go down as the woke episode. Yeah, if you think we're sleeping on this, we ain't. Uh, uh, Sean, as the wokest member of Mega 64, do you yeah. want to give a disclaimer or offer any words before uh, we really get into the meat of uh, this movie? Thank you for putting me on the spot. You're um, welcome. All right. Enough said. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I vaguely, I said it before I seen this movie once when I was a kid and I didn't get the ending at all. I did not understand it. What was happening? I think I would have been confused too I if I saw con- it as a kid. I, <laughs> Yeah. I will tell you now that the end reveal, I thought that she had pooped her pants. I we'll get, kid, we'll, we'll yeah. get into As that. As a child, that was my thought. We'll get into that. Uh, we don't want to put the cart before the horse. We'll talk okay. about the ending at the end. Yeah. But to that, uh, I saw this movie as a kid many times. I liked this movie when I was a kid. But all pretty much all of the sexual humor went over my head. Yeah. So uh, in the in the beginning of the movie, he finds a dog for this lady who is buxomous beauty, and she like, how can I pay you? Maybe I'll just take your pants off. I, you know, I was like, what's she going to do? Making him comfortable? He, uh, Courtney Cox is in this movie, and they have sex. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, did I block this? I do not remember these two having sex in this no. movie at all. No. So <laughs> I just either. think... Um, Actually, no, I take it back. I That I remember. I remember the sex scene because it was, again, I snuck into my friend's house to watch this movie, and it was like, oh, a sex scene. I'm not allowed to see these. And I Ugh, remember yeah. being like, you know, I was a, under the covers and I stuff. was a good little Catholic boy, so yeah. any, like, sexual <laughs> reference. You just blocked out. I wouldn't even understand mm-hmm. because I didn't understand, you know. Sex without a priest, that's not sex. I'm Catholic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something's missing here. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll talk about uh, what was the movie she that covered that? She didn't make him that? sign an NDA when they were done. Was that Spotlight was the movie that covered that? Yes. Yeah. Best okay. Picture winner, Spotlight. Did That one Best Picture? That one Best My Picture. My dad, I think that's his favorite movie. My dad loves that <laughs> What happened movie? to him? <laughs> I don't know. I remember that winning Best Picture and then a year later going, what the fuck happened? You remember Spotlight? That one Best Picture? And Sean swooped in and like... Uh, no, my dad like won't stop talking. He about it. loves like, Spotlight. I watched it. It was like okay, it was fine, but wow. But it ain't yeah, no it Ace Ventura. Not- I'll tell you that it ain't no. It's Ace Ventura should have won Best Picture if Spotlight got it. 
Um, this movie was the first movie I remember Jim Carrey being in. I think it's his first major movie, isn't it? Or I remember he was on television. Yeah, he, he was, was in Living Color. In Living on Color, on the sketch yeah. comedy show in Living Color, had made appearances on Johnny Carson, famous uh, kind of up and coming comedian. Last week we watched Chris Farley and David Spade's first movie. Um, this week we're going Jim Carrey's first movie. These are the movies that launched these major Hollywood stars, and. I think Jim Carrey went on to be like the highest paid actor in Hollywood uh, at, at yeah. one point. Probably, probably not anymore. I'm going to wager. <laughs> Sonic 2, you know, you never know. Oh, I, for, I forget he's still <laughs> making like those Sonic. I was like, he, we're not making Jim Carrey movies anymore. Oh, yeah, he's in Sonic. Yeah. He, he, and, 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 and now it's been long enough that it's kind of a, almost like refreshing to see him kind of be like that again, you know, after a long time. Oh, because he, he, he was so serious for so long after. Yeah, he wasn't acting like this anymore, but then he no. kind of is in the Sonic movies, so I think it was like, oh, a whole new generation can know who he it's is It's so now. weird that Jim Carrey <laughs> had a career that was, he was just this for like four or five yeah. movies, and they were all smash hits. Yeah. But I can't even distinguish what this is. Like looking at like the movie, and it's like I don't even get what he's doing. I don't even but know kinda, what this is. I, I, he kind of defined his own t- physical comedy, you know. Like yeah. that was like, and if you acted this way, it's you're acting like Jim Carrey. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he he kind of made his own. Uh, I thought I would get it more as an adult now, like watching it. Like oh, there's gonna be a reason why he acts so much, or you know. But mm-hmm. it's like oh, he just. He just does. <laughs> he know? kind of has this, uh, you know, I personally think Jim Carrey is a comedic genius. I'm going to be honest. I'll say it. I love his physical comedy. I like his wit and humor. I think Jim Carrey is a, a very intelligent person whether you agree or disagree with what he is saying or his takes on the world he articulates them well and he always like subverts your expectations one of my favorite things jim carrey ever did is not even a movie he did but he went to like the e hollywood celebration of icons and did a red carpet interview where he just like trolled everybody there Mm -hmm. uh and i thought it was hilarious and uh, i still recommend that is probably the best Jim Carrey performance. I feel like I like Jim Carrey, but maybe his movies don't hold up over time. But he didn't write these movies. (laughs) He didn't direct these movies. He stars in them. So he takes a script that somebody else gives him and then he like injects the Jim Carrey fuel into it. And I can kind of recognize and appreciate what he's bringing to these characters. Yeah, I do think, you know, I was reading some a little trivia about this movie, and it wasn't going to be anything. It was like a Sherlock Holmes, like a bumbling detective type thing, you know. But then when he got cast, they rewrote it and changed it to be like this. Like yeah. he guess his con- the um, his conditions to be in the movie was like that he could go as physical as he wanted, and that he, despite how weird he acts, is still really good at his job. Is what he insisted the character be and so they re- they retooled it for that um yeah, i think that comes across mm-hmm. uh you know i like his physical comedy i feel like i i like um old school movies from buster keaton um even like they're silent films but the way he conveys things with his body it's just really interesting really funny that's not a common trait in a lot of actors it's i feel like it's an extremely rare trait to find an actor who can just be so physical yeah. So that's actually, I think, really what's special about Jim Carrey. I'm, you know, who today is all, Jim Carrey is almost like the Jackie Chan of comedy. 
you know, mm-hmm. he does like crazy stuff with his body. And you're like, I, how did, how is he even doing this? Yeah, how is he pulling this off? He'll go for the comedic stunt. I will or, say no one else is uh, brave enough. Yeah. There, I mean, I wasn't laughing really during this movie, but there were parts where I was blown away by that. There's a part where he's trying to get committed into the insane asylum or whatever. And he's, doing a the thing slow in slow motion, motion and, he has and it re- goes back rewind? reverse and it's like you know i'm not laughing but i am impressed that is really good like yeah. it's good physicality who else could pull that off and then yeah i mean i'm not laughing here in 2023 but i do remember seeing that in like 1994 and that was like mind-blowing mm-hmm. you know because we saw slow motion instant replays on nfl at, yeah. at the time all the time and so yeah, by today it's kind of stale and old and passe, but at the time I was like, yeah, this is kind of like, you know, fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, before we get into like the plot, uh is there anything else you guys want to say about this movie? Have you seen it before? I know Rocco this is your first time seeing it. Have, yeah. you, have you seen any Jim Carrey movies ever? Uh yeah, I did eventually see again None of my friends at school would ever stop talking about him. But I was going to say, even before, prior to his movies, uh, I heard about Jim Carrey constantly from In Living Color. Where the kids at school were like, oh, my God, do you watch In Living Color? I was like, no. I was like, dude, this guy is amazing. And uh, I've always he's always been in the spot to me of kind of what you were saying, Derek. But he every time I see him doing something, I've always liked him. But he never picked stuff I wanted to see. I never, you know, it was always just like, the fuck is this movie? Like, what, you know? So I didn't really see a lot of his stuff. I was eventually suckered into seeing The Mask. And I was like, well, this kind of looks like some Looney Tunes shit. I'll check that out. That was the one that I had seen, mm-hmm. you know? And later on, you know, Eternal Sunshine, but that's not a comedy really so much as these. But, uh, but no, this is, to- this was totally new to me. I'd never seen a frame of this movie. Um, so this was an entirely new experience for me. And this is what most, most of the people I knew at school, this is the one that they saw that they wouldn't stop quoting. Yeah. Um, and this so, is the second yeah. time I've ever seen it. The first time was at that sleepover when I was very little. <laughs> you haven't seen this movie in like 30 years. No, that wow. I, I think I said last week that I, yeah, I watched the, um, th- this movie and Tommy boy the same night. And then I remember thinking, I didn't really like that one. I don't really get what that was about, this one. But Tommy Boy, I do, I liked. And I, I've seen that one a thousand times. So I stuck with that one and abandoned this one <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Uh, crazy that Tommy Boy and Ace Ventura, these movies are 30 years old. Yeah. You know, yeah, in my it's mind, it's like, wicked. yeah, they're, they're movies from the 90s. And that's perpetually like 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. When did, no, Tom, I did agree. Tommy Boy also come out in 94? Is it the same year? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was. Hmm. Dang. I think they were like filmed in '93, uh, so 30 years ago, and came out in '94. Uh, so these are old and dare I say classic films that we are reviewing here. Um, you know, before I get into this, the plot of this movie, I think that you know, all I really, I think the biggest takeaway is that comedy, more than any other film genre, in my opinion, evolves. Um, and, and evolves in a way where the old movies are become very stale, uh, a lot quicker than other genres. You know, like if you watch a a drama from the fifties, you might be like, eh, this is, 
some of the dramas from the, what am I trying to say? Some movies have a longer shelf life, I guess. You know, yes. we can watch action movies from the 70s. We can watch Star Wars, the original Star Wars, and still be like, wow, cool story. Oh, cool stunts. But the comedies are kind of like, eh, what? Yeah. This leaves something to be desired. Yeah, and it I, expires much quicker for sure. Yeah, for and sure. I think why that is is because when you make a comedy movie, you're trying to make the general public laugh, and you're trying to find things to pass commentary on that reflect what the general public believes at the time. And like public opinion changes in a way to things you were making fun of 10, 20, 30 years ago. It's like, yeah, hey, as a society, we we're over that joke. Like we get it. We've moved on. Yeah, it has to be new and fresh. Whereas like the themes of like love mm-hmm. or adventure or revenge these are kind of more timeless things like i can yeah i can watch a movie from the middle ages and understand like this guy uh killed this guy's brother and he wants revenge right but i'm maybe not gonna like when i watch shakespeare and he's like i bite my thumb at thee and that's a joke i'm like i'm not getting the bite my thumb joke yeah that that gag sucked uh <laughs> willie like you gotta fucking knock Fix that, that shit yeah off. I mean, you were yeah. saying shakespeare's funny i'm like ah have you seen Kevin Hart? Like him? seriously, <laughs> watch a uh, Dimitri Martin, dude. Um, yeah, and this probably explains why all the old Mega sixty four videos are just not good anymore. Mm, you know no, that a, that you, hard to disagree. If on you that. could watch them at the time they were made, you'd be laughing so hard. No, Timbo still slaps. <laughs> Timbo, sorry, good. Shakespeare. Um, no, um, but yeah, totally. I feel that way all the time. There's a, there. That's what sucks about too is like if you write a comedy thing, like if you're doing that, just as a side note, like you got to make that thing soon because <laughs> a lot of times too, you'll write a thing that's like, this is so good. Someday I'm going to put this, you know, whether it's a video or a movie, I'm going to put this together. And then, man, I'm telling you, two years later, you read that thing and it, it ain't, uh, um, ain't going to pop anymore. Some comedy movies hold up. You know, sure, forever. Yeah. Uh, I just mentioned Buster Keaton, his movie, The General. That's still, I mean, uh, almost a hundred years later. That is still like a wow, mind blower of a movie. Uh, yeah. My favorite comedy, I think, is Young Frankenstein, mm. 1974. Yeah. But they made that movie to look like it was from the 30s, so it was yeah, all it was already. almost already taken yeah. out of its era. <laughs> and then they're just making fun of like Frankenstein and those universal horror movies from the 30s yeah and those movies are so iconic that it, i yeah. feel like that is it's almost like timeless fodder so i love yeah. young frankenstein yeah i do think that when comedies try to be edgy though that's where they get like even like you know animal house or revenge yeah. of the nerds it's yeah. like things like like the end of the movie it's like what the fuck this yeah. is like horrible there's a ton of shit that just will, will just but thud. like i guess that was fine back then i don't know you know like yeah i think comedy definitely does <laughs> Yeah, early 2000s comedies were doubling down on edgy, and, mm-hmm. and so a lot of that material sucks now. Uh, but, um, yeah, certain things do get through. You know, it's not a com- it's not like per se just a comedy movie, whatever, but you know why I, I love Willy Wonka so much and uh, why I always liked that movie is like they made a real effort to make it like not clear what era it was. I mean, you, you watch it, you know, it's the 70s, but uh, you know what I mean? And it was more about like, greed you know and it, yeah, well, you know I mean, a, a basic thing like that yeah. it wasn't and i feel like a lot of the comedy from willy wonka is um just dealing with shitty children <laughs> and that again is yeah. timeless like these yeah, yeah, these yeah. kids suck and willy wonka is going to take the piss out of them yeah, yeah, yeah even the movie we just did recently we did groundhog's day i think that will be that one will hold up over time because there is nothing really dating when this took place this mm. could have happened yesterday even though yeah you know 
Yeah. It could have. Yeah, and Groundhog's Day, again, is passing commentary on, like, a guy who thinks he's too good for his place in life. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with the fact that it's set in 1992. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you could go through that now. Um, Ace Ventura, you know... <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So Ace Ventura, uh, it opens with um, Jim Carrey, and he's playing like a UPS delivery guy. I like the opening scene of this movie when he's delivering the package. Yeah. I think it's funny. You know, I like seeing Jim Carrey uh, having this box that says fragile, and he's just fucking smacking it on everything to the point where he's like dragging it across fences, playing soccer with it, just being like goofy, you know, like we're going downtown kicking it as hard as he can, doing like acrobatics, like catching it at his feet and like throwing it over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is like almost the perfect introduction to Jim Carrey's humor. You get the physicality yeah. and you get the... Um, the delivery guy manhandling a fragile package. Yeah, like, the subversion yeah. of expectation. You would think a UPS guy would really take care if the box is fragile to not destroy it um, because that's his job. But he's <laughs> he's... Not only being cavalier, but it seems like he's actively destroying it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which which I just think is funny. Um, he delivers the box to this uh, like rough and tough, scummy guy. And we find out that this whole thing is a ploy um, to kidnap this guy's dog. He like, oh, this seems broken. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, fill out this uh, insurance form here. and gives him all these instructions. And then, oh, can I pet your dog? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> And then um, Jim Carrey is like, okay, we're all done. We'll leave. Uh, And then the guy, once Jim Carrey leaves, realizes that he's replaced the dog with a stuffed animal and he's kidnapped it. This is your introduction to the pet detective, Ace Ventura. The guy uh, attacks Jim Carrey in his car, hits it with a baseball bat and pretty much destroys his car. But Jim Carrey like gets away. Um, and then we see he takes the dog and this is the opening scene again, returns it to presumably the, the, the owner of the dog. This, I already said it like big buxomous woman who is like, Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Ventura. How can I repay you? And then she like takes his pants off and I still don't know what happens. After I think that. she, I still, yeah, I was real confused. I still can't figure Puts it out. Puts his dick in a blender. Like the way he's acting is like, well, this is what, what, <laughs> what could be happening to you? I don't know. I don't know now, so I definitely didn't know when I was 10. That's all I'm saying. Uh, do you hear a vacuum turn on or something? Do you? I don't remember. I don't know. Do you? That sounds familiar now. Yeah. No, but I don't, I don't remember. Know. I think she's doing some sexual There's stuff a, to it. I think there could I think I think she's performing oral sex. I do think that is too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know, he's holding on for dear life. <laughs> see? See, you're laughing. On paper, this is funny. On paper. And Jim Carrey just doesn't sell it. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, thoughts on the opening scene? Uh, no, I mean, well, we already we covered it. You know, it's this the second... You're either along for the Jim Carrey antics the whole time, or you're not. I don't think he's going to sell you either way. You know, I think like... It's Rocco's yes, looking up Jim Carrey and Kick-Ass 2 over here. No, it's I'm just yes looking at... No. I'm looking at the other... I'm seeing what other movies it is that I'd seen. Did, did he, he, did the he reprise the uh, sucking off scene in Kick-Ass yes. 2? Uh, yeah, he gets... He, yeah. he gets hella sucked off. Yeah, the only difference is that he shoots her in the head with a gun yeah. afterwards. Yeah, sucks off a gun. Uh, Kick-Ass 2 is violent. 
You know, I'm yeah, we can get into it later. But what? I was just saying, like, the, the thing that I think impressed me, I guess is the word, the most was the fact that they got the like dolphins. The 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 Miami, NFL Miami Dolphins. Well, yeah, like the the NFL, like whenever there's a movie, and this happens all the time, they don't get the real teams in the movies. It's always, oh, we're yeah. the New York Empires. And it's like, okay, well, there's no yeah. team. This is and it instantly takes me out of the movie. I will say the fact that they actually got the Dolphins and then Dolphin players like Dan Marino to be in it. Like, I don't know how they pulled that off, to be real with you. I don't know how the NFL signed off on this. There was a trend in the 90s to get quarterbacks in your movies. Like Brett Favre is in There's Something About Mary. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's a few others that I, Joe Montana's and something. I don't remember. But like there are, that was the thing that they just did. But it, I, when I saw like, oh, that's the Dolphins logo. Oh, they're like actually at the Dolphins Stadium. Like it was that surprised me, honestly. Yeah, um, I never cared about sports growing up as a kid, but I think this movie made me a Dan Marino fan mm-hmm. because I still have a Dan <laughs> I didn't Marino know he was gonna be in uh, like tops trading card. It's yeah. the only trading card I still have for whatever reason. But I'm like, yeah, Dan Marino, great quarterback, and I think this movie like subliminally planted that in my brain. <laughs> great quarterback and actor. <laughs> yeah really. yeah i didn't know he was going to be in this at all and that was a surprise to me i'm like oh maybe you'll make a little cameo but he's more involved than that i was kind of yeah i was surprised dan marino should definitely be in more movies uh, still to this day can we get like a marino episode of the yeah Last of Us? he's still doing like commentary and stuff on football games yeah. but we gotta get him in you know get him back in the acting chair yeah, he's gotta act <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Miami Dolphins, the second scene of this movie is a dolphin kidnapping, and we find out that the mascot for the Miami Dolphins is a real-life dolphin <laughs> named Snowflake, mm-hmm. uh, who has now been kidnapped two weeks before the Super Bowl. And this is a big problem because, you know, football players are superstitious, we're told. And the Miami Dolphins, if they don't have their snowflake with them, they're probably going to botch the game. Mm -hmm. So the Miami Dolphin football franchise is willing to do anything they can to recover their missing mascot. Mm -hmm. And this is where Ace Ventura really takes off. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, Courtney Cox plays the like uh, liaison between Ace Ventura and the Miami Dolphins. I don't know what her official job is, yeah. uh, but she works for the football team in some yeah. capacity. Yeah, I think she also refuses to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, why? I think she hates it. I think I think she regrets being in it. Oh yeah, like Friends is any better? <laughs> hey, I I agree with that statement. Yeah. I, oh, I, I think oh, Friends is better. Oh, I'm not gonna watch Ace Ventura, but that show where I put a turkey on my head. That's Mr. Bean. You're yeah. getting, you're going to mix. No, up. yeah, she no, ripped she off did. Mr. Bean. She, she does did. the turkey she on the did. head. I didn't friends. know Friends ripped off Are Mr. You, fucking this Bean. Is what I'm you saying, don't dude. you don't remember that he classic watch, scene? Rocco, and they put what sunglasses the on the turkey. Sean, no. we're, we're the only two people here the who've seen every episode of Friends. Oh, that's dude. bullshit. Rocco, well, I, yeah, uh, you're gonna love what I'm hey, gonna show you. Hey, next. let me say, I like the first four seasons of Friends. I, I, I like the episodes where they got a monkey. Um, those are the later seasons, bro. The, they are? are. I think those are the early ones. I think that's yeah. yeah. Mar- Marcel, Marcel leaves because yeah, because once him. yeah, he goes to San Diego Zoo. He does. Yeah, that's why I like him. SD yeah. Pride. Um, um yeah. but I I do want to say that yeah, I think I read the same thing as you did, Sean. When I looked the movie up, they were, it was like, yeah, Jennifer Aniston legitimately wanted to watch it and brought it to some function, and Courtney Cox is like, yeah, nope, <laughs> not playing that. So anyway, 
Well, Courtney Cox is barely in this movie. I mean, she's in it, but yeah. Well, if, she, if she was not in it, this movie would be no better or worse. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like, wow, you have to see Courtney Cox in Ace Ventura. You know, yeah. This but, is a Jim Carrey movie. But you know, you, you factor in context. You're the one who fucks Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Maybe you don't want to watch. <laughs> maybe you don't want to watch it at a group function. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Yeah, well, in Friends, she's the one who fucks Chandler, so... What's the difference? Uh, you know... Literally, could, like, how is Friends better okay, than Ace Ventura? Could she what? be any more arrogant? Let me... Exactly. <laughs> let me say, without... If they're just standing in the lineup, Matthew Perry, Jim Carrey... Yeah. I'm going with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, just looks-wise. That's true. I'm going looks with Looks-wise, career-wise... You're watching him in this movie, wise. and yeah, he's acting like a fucking idiot, but he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, fucking Chandler Bing did that one... Did a British show where he, like, threw dogs. It sounds like I'm making that up. Look, at, You're going to look it up after this episode. I, I'm not. I, I ain't down with someone throwing fucking dogs, dude, especially if they're British. Ooh! Courtney Cox can talk shit on this movie all she wants, but Jim Carrey had ten times the career Courtney Cox did... What is she doing now? Cougar Town? I think that's, yeah. That's long. Cougar no, it'll is, be, it's coming back. You, you won't watch Ace Ventura, but you'll do 21 seasons of Cougar Town. She is in Scream 6. She's in Scream 6. It's coming that's out, out like, right now. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's not let's not revisit Ace Ventura. Let's revisit Scream for a sixth time. Isn't like didn't her and David Arquette get a divorce a long yeah. time ago? That's gonna be awkward to do another movie together. Yeah, maybe she gets to kill him in this one. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I all I know is I didn't think this one was gonna come out because Nev Campbell was like, yeah, they're like they're like reducing my pay, so fuck this movie. So I was like, oh, that's the end of that. But no, it, it, they just did it without her. I think hmm. I uh, I didn't. I think I saw Scream Three, and that was the last one. So four, mm. five, four and five, I've missed. Mm, yeah. And the Scream MTV show, I really got to revisit. The Scream game. TV, it should the be called Screamiverse. Yeah. Back to the movie. Sorry, we got in the corner. What movie? Tangent. Scream. Oh. Yeah, Scream. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Jim Carrey, uh, Ace Ventura, is called in to investigate what happened to the dolphins. Uh. <laughs> It's hard for me to talk about this movie because it's like I remember a lot of these bits from when I was 12 and I feel like I have nostalgia for the way I felt when I saw them when I was young. Mm. So he does this bit where uh, he gets this first interview and he starts eating sunflower seeds and just putting them on the table. So gross. And she's like, do you want an ashtray? And he's like, no, I don't smoke. It's a disgusting habit. (laughs) And he has like shit all in his teeth. Like I... uh, is that funny? I don't. I remember thinking it was funny when I was a kid. You know, it's hard for me because I'm like, I'm not laughing now, but my brain is like, there's a joke you used to like. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I honestly, to I'll you know, if I was gonna say this later, I'll say it now. I don't think I laughed one time during this. What you know what though? I mean, you just laughed at the UPS scene we we described. I laughed at talking about it with you, but I didn't laugh in the moment. The the one bit I think I went, huh was when he got his windshield smashed and the rest of the movie he's driving looking out because he can't see through the windshield. Yeah. Like that was one thing I'm like that's funny. That's a funny little gag. Yeah. That, uh, that's my one chuckle. I, I did like this is early on so I could say uh, I did I did get a, a little laugh. This is my kind of joke is when he says uh if I if I'm not back in 5 minutes uh keep waiting a little longer. Thank you. That for, is a Rocco joke. That's thank like a you Mr. For Bean. Saying that okay. because that is one of when I was a kid like all-time funniest comedy lines. Okay, to great. Me. If I'm not back in five minutes, 
just wait longer. And then he just goes yeah. in. Yeah. That was that was that was like good line. You okay. know, that's good line. They don't that's have that. Line. They don't have the if I'm not back in five minutes clause in movies anymore. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm not back in five minutes, run. If I'm not back in five minutes, call the police. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they don't do the five minute movie because they topped it with this. You yeah. can't do it better than this. Mm-hmm. What I do like about this movie, I have to give it credit, is they actually attempt to have because he's a detective. They attempt to have a mystery and an investigation. And I feel like um, a less successful movie would skimp on, like you said, Ace Ventura is good at his job. Even mm-hmm. though he's an idiot, even though he's wacky, he is a good detective. And he's investigating the um, tank that the dolphin was kidnapped from. And he goes through the filter and he finds a little cut gem. And this is his first clue as to who may have taken the dolphin, just this little gem that he finds. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to this very like nineties hacker um, and asks him like, can you run a, by the way, he finds this hacker at a cannibal corpse show. That was, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah I was <laughs> like, what? cannibal corpse is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Street cred. So somebody uh, knew a thing or two about uh, that, heavy metal. Music. I did. Why was the hacker at the bottom of the cannibal corpse venue? That was because weird. the hacker has to stay in like a weird eclectic location where mm. nobody would ever look to find him. So he hangs out at the rock venue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jim Carrey goes and finds this hacker and he's like hacking into whaling ships, sending him on other uh, trajectories. Like, good luck getting any whales now. And he's like, I need you to run a scan <laughs> to see if anybody has bought any material for the transportation or housing of large aquatic animals recently. And he's like, easy. Local millionaire with a tie to the Miami Dolphins. Always collecting rare fish species. This is your guy. And uh, I don't remember this actor's name, but you see him. He plays like the evil bad guy in so many 90s movies. Dude, seriously. I don't know his name either, but yeah, I'm like this guy again. <laughs> uh, and I can't yeah. remember any other movies he's in off the top oh, of my head. Yeah, but, uh, I'll find out. You recognize this actor, right? I did not. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, what other, what other I mean, I'm sure I have, but I, is this a picture of him, right? I don't remember. Go ahead and look this guy up. Let's. Uh, we're going to take a minute and find this because this is important. Is it? Is it this guy? Yeah. 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 It's Uder Kier. Uder Kier. And he, let's see. Uh, Was he in uh, Get Smart? Was he the bad guy in Get Smart? Siegfried mm, and Get Smart? I don't know about that. No, um, no I would recognize man, him. Man, his credits list is pretty long. I would have. I know Siegfried. He's in everything. Okay. Around around that time, though, a lot of foreign movies. He was in Johnny Mnemonic. He was in barbed wire he was in oh pinocchio adventures of pinocchio all right well it's uder kier so that's why i have never (laughs) seen these movies uh so uh the the beginning of the investigation is all right let's go check out this uder kier guy so they go to this mansion (laughs) to this rich guy's party you know what like i will agree with you the things that i was because you know I watched this movie when I was a kid and kind of the stupid poop jokes and shit jokes like that made me laugh when I was a kid. And now that I'm older, I'm like, yeah, whatever. The things that I find comedic and entertaining is just Jim Carrey's physicality and his approach to things. He does this bit constantly in the movie where he needs to go three feet and it's the biggest Mm -hmm. like adventure to travel three feet. Sure. <laughs> and he like goes to Uter's party, makes all these jokes about uh, 
whatever, like food poisoning <laughs> and how uh, people could sue this guy if, if they get food poisoning here. And then he pretends to get food poisoning and he has to go to the bathroom and he sneaks out of the bathroom and they do this like Mission Impossible thing where he needs to go from like this side, like that window to this bookshelf, right? But he like crawls over a fence and then he like shimmies across the fence and then he crawls back on the other side and like jumps to the wall and hangs onto it like he's hanging on the side of a cliff. Uh, and he like gets to the door and opens it up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like that stuff. Later on in the movie, he gets on a boat and he pulls out like a little personal fan yeah. and he puts it in the water to, to like propel the boat and he propels the boat forward like two feet yeah. and then oh, grabs oh. a ladder and climbs up the ladder. Um, is that stuff written in the script? I'm going to say no. I'm going to yeah. say Jim Carrey was there like, hey, just let the cameras roll. I'm, I'm just going to make this funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he eventually gets into where the dolphin where you think the dolphin is. Um, but it turns out that Uter has a great white shark in there. Did you realize this was a Jaws parody? I I, oh. I jumped. But did <laughs> you realize it was the exact same shot from Jaws? No. When the dude on Jaws is on the boat and he's like throwing yeah. fish into the water and he's looking at the camera the and Jaws shot. comes out behind him, it's the same shot. <laughs> wow, how about that? And then Jim Carrey jumps into the water and they recreate the opening of Jaws when the girl is swimming in the ocean and you just see her getting pulled back and forth oh, in the water. But it's more... But you don't see what's pulling her. Mm -hmm. They do it here. Mm -hmm. So they're, uh, they parody Jaws in this scene, which again, like I didn't get when I was a kid. But I just yeah. thought it was funny that it was a great white shark eating him. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's not a dolphin. So Uter, Uter Kier's character is off the hook. Uh, but as they're leaving and Jim Carrey comes out of the bathroom and says one of the most iconic lines of this movie. Mm -hmm. He comes out of the bathroom soaking wet. His pants are ripped. And he goes, do not go in there. That was in like every commercial for, yes. this, for this movie. I was going to say that was the only thing I had seen is every promo, even when it was like, oh, only a 10 second spot or whatever. That's what they would use. Do not, not go, go in, in there. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, as he's leaving, he sees that Uder Kier is, hold, is wearing a ring and he kind of aggressively grabs it to check it out. And he realizes that it's a championship Super Bowl ring from 1984. And the ring contains five cut gems that match the cut gem that he found in the dolphin tank. Mm -hmm. And so he knows whoever took the dolphin probably has one of these Super Bowl rings that is missing a gem. And this is what like the mystery aspect, this is how the investigation progresses. And then we get a montage of Jim Carrey tracking down every single player from the 1984 Miami Dolphins and checking if their rings are missing a gem. He says, if I find the ring that's missing a gem, I find Snowflake. Mm -hmm. um, thoughts on the uh, ring checking montage? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's just him being wacky. I don't know. It, uh, by this point, I was already like, okay, I'm, I remember. I'm not going to like this movie. I know I'm not going to like this movie. <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, you know, the montage it, is what killed it for you. No, but I, by this point I have, I had well established that this was not for me. Um, and you know, I'm just kind of watching it now and I, it, sometimes we do movie club, I'm watching something and it's rare. This is rare, but I have a fun. Oh, this is homework, you know? And I felt <laughs> that watching this like this. Well, 
if it wasn't for the fact that I have to watch this movie, I would have turned it off by now, is what my brain was saying. So, um, fair enough. I, I was just going to say, with mo- just montages, and it's really funny to me how I feel like. I feel like I never really saw a montage in a movie until the 80s. And it's almost like become like parody now that's like, oh, an 80s style montage, mm-hmm. you know, like like what Scarface has or whatever. But it's crazy how much the 90s just leaned on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I know, Derek, I'm doing it again, but bring it up. Like you watch like Dick Tracy. That movie is like half montages. It's like, what the f- guys you got? You got to do one. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, just. I feel like every time I watch one of these movies, it's like a guarantee. It's funny the '80s gets the credits for all the montages, but it was—I felt like it was the '90s that way leaned on that harder. Anyway, he is. So that was a thought physical, I had when I was watching. Like, I don't know how I don't know how old he was when he filmed this movie, but like the dude is like doing these like how many takes was he able to do of these things? Because he yeah. was going like a hundred percent at all times. That's what I was gonna say. Is like I'm continually impressed by him. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, to me, that's all this movie is. It's just a vehicle for Jim Carrey to act wacky. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that like most of this movie is just throwaway shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just a platform for Jim Carrey to chew the fat. And yeah. I personally get a kick out of watching Jim Carrey. You know, he's like the 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 class clown, like the spazzed out kid who, you know, is just like so hyperactive and the teacher cannot control them and you love it. You're like, Mm -hmm. I love going to class. Not because I like learning about all this history shit. It's because Jim is in this class and he's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, even though, yes, I agree. A lot of this movie is like blase, kind of boring, unenjoyable shit. Jim Carrey, in my in my mind, carries it. I yeah. read that's uh, why they call him Jim Carrey. Oh, <laughs> I read um, <laughs> this thing that almost like was one of those moments where you're like oh, and it's like he modeled his character after a bird, like a cockatoo, and just wanted to act like a bird the entire time, which is why his head's always going like so quickly back and forth. Yeah, his hair oh. is like this. That makes perfect like sense. Everything about him, if you watch, it's like, oh, he is being a bird. He's just trying to be a fucking bird the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Hey, that is some hardcore acting, mm-hmm. honestly. To take the physicality of an animal yeah. and represent that in your character, and now you tell me he was he was modeling a cockatoo, and it, I can see it. Yeah, with it. Yeah, everything about it. Right. With that it, oh. is uh, that's a major acting accomplishment. Yeah. You know, as silly as Jim Carrey is, he puts the work into developing this character. I mean, you've told me a lot of stuff about him working to develop this character. Yeah. I can understand why this movie went on to become a hit and why Ace Ventura for its time, because he is no longer iconic. But for a while, this was an iconic character. Mm-hmm. Cartoon show and two sequels. Um, so props to Jim Carrey. Yeah. Underrated actor. Um. I like this montage. There's, you know, funny, like he tries to run a guy off the road and the dude flips him off and then he uses binoculars to like look at the ring. Um, (laughs) The joke that I remember the most from a kid is he's in a urinal and he's like trying to look at the ring of the guy next to him, but it looks like he's checking out his wiener. Oh, man. Awkward. Yeah. Um, We also find out that Jim Carrey has connections with the local Miami police department. He has a friend who works on the force. 
Um, there's a there's a you know an asshole cop who hates Jim Carrey by the name of uh, Officer Aguado, Detective Aguado. Um, and Lieutenant Einhorn is this woman who runs the police. Uh, she's like uh, the police chief. I guess she's not a chief. Lieutenant. She's a lieutenant, but yeah. you know she's kind of in charge of the show, and she also hates Jim Carrey. She also hates Ace Ventura. Um, yeah. I was just gonna say I did not realize that the actor the actress was Sean Young. Who was in like Blade Runner? For some reason, I didn't make that connection. I was like, "Oh mm. yeah, that's the one." She was in Blade Runner. Um, is she uh, Alice in Blade Runner? The or whoever the the love yeah, interest? Yeah, yes. Like main, main. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to think about the. It's been a while since I saw Blade Runner. Um, yeah, I did not realize that. Uh, she had a, she had a pretty good career. But what I always think of is I don't know if you guys ever heard about uh, her um, Batman audition. Did you guys ever hear about that? No, that's something to look up when this is over. Okay. Uh, disastrous Batman audition. Oh, she was insistent on being Catwoman. Mm. Um, so I can't see her and not think of that. Uh, she dressed up like Catwoman Ooh. to confront Tim Burton. Oh, and uh, oh, no. and would like wouldn't go. Because like she it, was being Catwoman. It was like no, I'm Catwoman. It's oh, like, yeah. Okay, we're gonna meet with Michelle Pfeiffer now. Uh-huh. But Catwoman's already here. Yeah. Oh, God. So you, a whole thing to read up on. I, I just want to interject that, that in into the uh, stories make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So read up on that awesome audition. Yikes. Yeah, she didn't get the role, but um mm -hmm. spoiler alert. But uh anyway, I did not realize that, Um so. yeah, you know, before Batman returns, I wasn't really aware of Michelle Pfeiffer. So Yeah, if, same here. If same here. If what's this actress's name? Sean Sean Young. If Sean Young would have got Catwoman different trajectory i might be a sean young fan and like michelle pfeiffer who yeah the girl from scarface yeah uh because now we're going sean young who the girl from blade runner like you know <laughs> you make some weird hit movie in the 80s you gotta follow it up with a 90s banger you apparently been in a lot of stuff yeah i never really and then michelle me. pfeiffer would have been uh lieutenant einhorn and ace ventura now that would have been something let me tell yeah. you yeah so Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, is unable to find a ring that is missing the stone, even though he's checked every single player on the Dolphins. Um, and right around this time in the movie, Courtney Cox's boss dies suddenly. And it's uh, um, chalked up to a self-death. Takes himself. He apparently jumped from the balcony of his apartment. Uh, but Jim Carrey, I keep saying Jim Carrey because I, I, it's not Ace Ventura to me. It's What's just the character's Jim Carrey. name again? <laughs> Ace, Mr. Ventura, goes to the apartment and deduces that it was actually a murder. Um, and he finds clues that the police officers themselves couldn't find. Namely, that the door to the balcony was shut. It's a soundproof door and a neighbor across the street heard a scream. So how could the neighbor hear the scream of this guy jumping if the door was shut? Somebody else must have been in the room here. So he kind of uh, sees something that the other police officers don't see. At this point in the movie, it's kind of a dead end for the investigation. They've looked at all the players, and now people from the Miami Dolphins staff are maybe being targeted and killed by whoever kidnapped Snowflake, we can assume. So it's not safe for Courtney Cox to be alone, so she spends the night with Jim Carrey. Got her. Oh no! Yep. And guess how many times they they fuck? Because it's a lot. It's a lot of times, like four or five Wait, that we see. They had sex. Yeah, dude. 
I still. Oh um, God. Okay. Yeah, I did not know was what was happening. Where in this it's part. like, wow, I can't believe we've done it three times, and then he's just laying there. He says, oh, sorry, I'm usually better. And he goes, okay, now I'm ready. And he does for four times. See, all this stuff goes over my head. See, that's why Courtney Cox didn't want to show Jennifer Aniston. Uh, because of this. The, she didn't want to show the Ace Ventura she fuck was, She was like, I actually had, I, we actually did four times. McCall watched me fuck. And she's like, I did fuck Jim Carrey. Have you ever fucked a famous guy, Jennifer Aniston? Probably no. not. Yeah, Probably not I as good looking so. as Jim Carrey, Jennifer Aniston. Dude, yeah. Jennifer Aniston had to fucking shack up with Justin Thoreau. And she was with Brad Pitt then, I think. So, oh, God. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yo, Jennifer, call me up. You want a real man? I'm here. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah, what I'm not afraid, would you do to, not afraid to get with a friend. Jennifer called you up. I'd be like, uh, oh, you, 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 oh, done with your uh, couple warm ups there? He, he'd be you like, ready for the big leagues? <laughs> Yeah, what is that hit a me up. To? Is that a reference to the acting you ever, or your yeah, or your penis size? You ever oh, all or the, your sexual all, skills? All, all, all the above. Hey, uh, yo, Jennifer, I noticed you haven't been in any viral videos. Yeah, I'll make that. I'll make the change. What would be the viral video you make with Jennifer Aniston? Uh, uh, I'll explain the Kingdom Hearts story to you, part two, and she would go. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston has to explain the story of Kingdom Hearts on the street to bystanders. How dope would that be? Um, bet you never see that coming. You wouldn't. That would be a good video. What's everybody's favorite Jennifer Aniston movie? Movie? Uh, Office Space. Oh yeah, Office Space is good. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Oh no no no, that or Leprechaun. That or I Leprechaun. I didn't see Leprechaun. She is a Mac and Me. So. Oh. She's an extra in that, but she's there. Yeah. She's in the McDonald's parking lot when they're having. The I mean, dance you scene. maybe you really like Mac and Me. That's your thing, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going I Office did, Space. But. Well, I can't think of another one besides Office Space. Horrible Bosses. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Um, There's the, the Adam Sandler one. I didn't see that one. The uh, the family, the Millers, Meet the Millers, Mac Miller, whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm not. Um, you know, I'm not Miller seeking time. out Jenny Anst. Sorry. Yeah. Horrible Bosses two. Horrible Bosses. Along came Polly. Mm. Oh shit! I didn't see that. Moving on. Oh, I know what the next movie club movie is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was she in Marley and Me, or am I thinking of something else? I think she was. Yeah, she plays the dog executioner. <laughs> I told you before, my parents really funny. My parents watched that right after our first dog passed. Why? Because they they were so sad, and they were like, "Just want to watch a cute dog movie." Dude, no. <laughs> Record you know, scratch. I, this is totally unrelated, but like I'm joking. I don't think she's actually a dog executioner. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> Wait, if, it'd be hilarious if she was though. And it, reminds it would be me, hilarious. It reminds me of on this show when we reviewed Don't You Don't Mess with the Zohan. Yeah. And uh, fucking Dave Matthews plays a racist. Oh yeah. <laughs> I still think hey, that was that's funny. Some of the funniest shit. That was funny. That's the funniest character in a non-funny movie <laughs> I've ever seen. I, I have to agree. That, that was the pretty highest funny. ratio of this movie sucks, but this is fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with so, you on that. that, that got me. is the dog executioner in Marley and Me. I'm gonna have to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 in on that. Um, uh, when Jim Carrey is hanging out with Courtney Cox because they're boning now, he finds a picture of the 1984 uh, Dolphins who that includes a character, a player who was not on his copy of the photo. 
Um, the kicker. Yeah. Ray Finkel? I think so. I meant to look up before we recorded. Is any of this real? Like, did the, <laughs> did the Dolphins miss a kick? Did was that? I don't really know. Did they? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I forgot. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sitting here instead. I didn't see anything about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's real. That'd I be a the shame. same thing. And yeah, like if they couldn't get the Dolphins, I just assumed they would change this to some other team <laughs> and just make it. Yeah, so uh, like the bear mascot or something like that, like or like, you know, if you got the bears or. Well, yeah, I'm thinking like it would have to be a team an that has an animal yeah. that is a Super Bowl contender, you know, that has, yeah. that has been to the Super Bowl previously. And so the Dolphins are kind of perfect, like the bears. They've been to the Super Bowl a couple of times. I, yeah. I, yeah. I but I don't. I couldn't imagine when. this being like set in Chicago, and he's hunting a bear. But yeah, no. I, I mean, honestly, it could. Why not? Who gives a shit? It <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. couldn't <laughs> be in Chicago. Ace no. Ventura wouldn't be funny in Chicago. No. Uh, but yeah. So Ray Finkel, I think that's the kicker's name. Um, was not on the original team picture because he was added halfway through the season, and according to this story, is the reason that the Dolphins lost the Super Bowl in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he missed a really easy field goal and was never able to live it down, was like run out of town, basically, and had a full mental breakdown. Jim Carrey goes to Ray's house um, to interview him and finds that only his parents live there, and the house is totally dilapidated, it's been vandalized. Uh, people really hate the fact that he blew the Super Bowl. And Jim Carrey goes to his childhood room and it's covered in like Dan Marino, uh, like paraphernalia that's all been stabbed with knives and written like die, Dan, die. Laces out. Damn. Yes. Which refers to how you hold the football. Quarterbacks do sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes hold the football for the kicks, you know, and the laces out is a thing because if you kick on the laces, it's going to go off in different directions. You have to have the laces facing the opposite. Rocco, what is so funny? You're just giggling over there. I No, the past, you, like, you brought minutes. up. No, I don't want to derail it. You brought up uh, uh, Zohan a minute ago. You just about the racist part? No, I'm not <laughs> laughing at this. It's, no, you brought up Zohan, the Zohan movie earlier, and I'm cracking up because we could never dis- determine if it's uh, don't mess with the Zohan or meet the Zohan. Oh, yeah. No and idea. we always call it meet the Zohan. I don't think we did. No, but I did not. No. no, no. I think we were clear in the clear this time, but for some reason, I don't know why that came up, and I, it was. I've been laughing about it for the last two minutes. Okay. I don't know why. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not meet the Zohan. It's no. Don't mess with the Zohan. Exactly. We said it right, but for some reason, that makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it's the meet, idea. Meet the Spartans. Yeah, or the Fockers. I think it's don't mess with the Spartans. Go ahead. Don't mess with the Fockers. <laughs> okay. So Ray Finkel is now the chief suspect of this crime because he has a clear vendetta against the Dolphins. Unfortunately, Ray Finkel was last seen in a mental hospital in Tampa, which he broke out of. But his parents never collected his things. So Jim Carrey and Courtney Cox go undercover to explore the mental hospital. um, And Jim Carrey portrays... um, an insane person while he's there. Yeah. And this is where he does the slow motion bit that you mm-hmm. love so much that, that you were like, this movie is funny. That's, that's exactly. Thank you for 
Yeah. While uh, he's there looking through Ray Finkel's stuff, he finds an article. I'm wait, hold on. I'm trying to think if there's any like funny things. No, we talked about it. Uh, I know there's like comedy bits that. It's, yeah, it's the same bit. You know, that's the that's the thing. I, if this is a in loving in loving, I can't say this word in living color sketch. Yeah, it's three minutes and you're laughing. Oh, it's yeah. funny. But this is you know being an hour and a half. It's like okay, I know. I know he's physical. I see it. I know. And now, like, they're having to... I basically wanted the plot to move along, really. And so it's, like, Courtney Cox trying to get this information out, and he's, like, jumping around in the background, like, trying to get the attention. It's like, <laughs> Got it, man. I know, man. You're going to roll around to, on the ground. I see it. To be fair, I did not realize this movie was really on the short side. Like, yeah. not even 90 minutes. I was blown away by that. Yeah, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. So at least they Thank knew, God. relatively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I will say that I appreciate is I do feel like Jim Carrey has a lot of, like, funny one-liners in this movie that mm-hmm. are, like, so quick. They're, they're almost like hard to, cause they don't factor into the plot. He's just like commenting yeah. on stuff. It's little things. You know, when he meets Courtney Cox, she's like, do you have any trouble getting in? He's like, no, the man with rubber gloves was surprisingly gentle. Yeah. Uh, you know, little and, things like that. And yes, he just Satan. moves on. Yeah. yeah. His uh, landlord comes up. Ventura. Yes, Satan. Oh, <laughs> like he might have just improv that. Yeah. You know? Oh, I Mr. Vanderbrick, you sounded like somebody else. Uh, it's all this yeah. like he's just insulting people over his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, left and right, which I kind of just kind of smirk and, and giggle at. I just. Yeah, I, like, I enjoyed that. I do like Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I do Agreed. feel like as a comedic performer, he is the full package. Yeah. He's whip smart. You know, he can burn you with a diss or just like act silly and like, you know, be hyperactive uh, when most, you know, comedians are one or the other yeah, or neither. They just, yeah. you know, think they're funny, but they're not. Um, so that being said, Jim Carrey is in the mental uh, hospital. He finds Finkel's stuff and finds an article about a missing hiker who disappeared like 10 years ago with the name Einhorn. Uh, is it Laura Einhorn? I now I can't remember the first name, but it's the same name as the uh, lieutenant from the police department. And then we turn into. By the way, there's a scene where uh, Ace Ventura makes out with the lieutenant. He like tells her about some thing he figured out. Oh, he tells her how the main suspect is Ray Finkel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've cracked the case. Now I just need to find Finkel and we'll get to the bottom of this. And she's so like impressed. She gets turned on and she like makes out with him. Yeah. Okay. So then he's trying to figure out the connection between Finkel and Einhorn. Uh, and he can't figure it out. And he has this picture of Ray Finkel and his dog sits on it. And the dog hair kind of looks like a wig. And he realizes that Ray Finkel is Lieutenant Einhorn. Finkel is now a woman. Da, 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 da. Let's get woke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jim Carrey has this scene that by today's standards uh, would make liberals cry. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got a little conservative. I'm trying to be woke here. No, it's kind of, I mean, it's fucked up his reaction when he realizes like I kissed a man because he like, Starts like scraping his tongue, yeah. brushing his teeth. He takes a plunger and plunges his face. I don't think yeah. you could be more offensive. So yeah, I don't th- think this. I thought was interesting. I'm just. This is a quote from the director on this because the director has heard you know people talk about this over the years. And I'll, and I'll just say on my end, not knowing anything about this movie, all I've heard about it in the next in the past decade is yeah, I just rewatched Ace Ventura. Oh, man, that didn't. Age well. Before you get to your quote, though, yeah. can I just say I yeah. think that this scene 
is another parody mm-hmm. from a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's parodying the movie The Crying Game. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, a lot of people haven't seen The Crying Game. Mm. The Crying Game came out in 1992 and like was critically acclaimed, won all these Oscars. And when I was growing up, I didn't see The Crying Game, but I always knew it was about a man who gets into a relationship with a woman and then finds out that she is trans. Oh. Um, and I guess when he finds out in the movie has a similar scene mm-hmm, to yeah. what happens to Ace Ventura in this movie. So I think this is a parody oh. of that scene in the crying game, mm. which is just some context mm-hmm. that I think has been lost over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Whether you think this scene is offensive or not, I just think, you know, that's a little bit of context to see like maybe why they went so hard. Because he burns his clothes yeah. in this scene. But I think yeah. he's, he's parodying the crying game. Um, well, I was going to say, the the director has said that he's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard what people have said about it. He's like, to me, the gag was not so much what was happening as it was like all the like whack-ass shit that Ace did through the movie he said to me the gag is that this is the thing that sets him off like after all the the like you know what i mean like he's like to me that was the gag is like he's being so he's acting so extreme about this given all of the uh other shit that had happened through the movie hmm. you know do you buy that i don't know. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> he said 30 years ago with that quote yeah yeah you know so uh, you know i don't really know if that helps anything but but yeah it you know yeah all i had heard over the last decade was people going like man i finished that movie oh yeah you know (laughs) hey this is a podcast where we watch movies and we like review them analyze them yeah it's homophobic it is i mean i don't i'm not gonna sit here and try to justify it and say it's not homophobic it's a fucking homophobic scene it's a transphobic scene and the movie yeah. doubles down later on with even more homophobia and more transphobia. Yeah. <laughs> I watched this movie as a child. Maybe it did have an effect on me, honestly. Maybe I think there was a lot of homophobia in our media oh, yeah. when I was growing up. And it was so normalized that it didn't even occur to me that it could be offensive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, sure. Yeah. yeah. I know this now in 2023, having. You know, we've society has changed and I am thankful that we've progressed a long way. And I now am aware enough to watch a movie like Ace Ventura and be like, this shit's fucked up. But at the time it was just it was what it was, you know? Yeah. It's funny how many things are, you know, I I was talking about this in in some other thing we were recording that there's even like a lot of like conservative kind of shit in, in comedies we still watch today that kind of. I do think seeped in a little bit in certain ways. I mentioned this before, but like you watch Ghostbusters, you know, Ghostbusters, a lot of people love that movie. And then it's so funny, like the villain in that movie is just the environmental guy. He's like, I think you're like fucking everything up with your like containment unit and stuff like that. And the whole movie, ah, fuck off. (laughs) It's like, get him out of here. And you, I watch it and I don't think there's anything wrong with the story. And then you really think about it. It's like, yeah, the guy who's like trying to help is for real. Stop complaining. I'll take it even a little bit further. And I think this is actually an interesting discussion about the nature of comedy. I think that a lot of conservative viewpoints Mm -hmm. make for good comedy. 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily represent a conservative viewpoint in the real world if we're trying to be serious. Yeah. Because yeah, a yeah. lot of it <laughs> yeah. is like, um, I'm not going to care about other people. Mm-hmm. But that's a fucking funny stance to have. Oh, yeah. That's a funny way to view the world yeah. of, yeah, fuck their problems. That's just, you. I mean, my reaction to that is to laugh at like somebody yeah. who just clearly cannot have compassion for another person. Right. Yeah. Sometimes humor is like aggressive and, you know, there's put downs and insults like that's a part of humor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's not very funny to like love everybody and care about everybody. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. But it's just not necessarily funny. Mm. So yeah, it's it's always sunny is a show that is like one of the, now one of the longest running comedies ever, and it's about yeah. the worst people on earth. Yeah, like they're not, not, not exemplary them. people. And at it's all. funny because you do love those characters, but you also would never want to meet them in real life. Yeah, like, yeah. you yeah, would yeah. hate them. I think comedic characters are oftentimes they they represent different personality types, and you know, being selfish being self-centered, being like uh, having this sense of righteousness. Like I am right. Despite what anybody thinks I am right. And you just operate with that mentality when other people like can so clearly see that you're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Those are funny character characteristics. They make for good comedy. Um, But if you act that way in the real world, (laughs) you're a fucking dick. (laughs) So that's kind of my take on some of these like, older comedy movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still laugh at this shit, but I know it's fucked up. Yeah. But I'm not laughing at, at these like, well, when he plunges his face, <laughs> he'd rather kiss a plunger. Than Dude, kiss, that's, that's that to me a man. was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is such a watching it. It was just like, I was sad. I yeah, think, and, I think I was sad watching and, it. And to the point that you're making Derek, it, it, it also comes down to the voice in which that's spoken. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the, these, these gags in this movie, it's, it's through, it's not through the same voices, yeah. you know, a guy clearly going over the top. Oh, you know, fuck off environmental guy. It's not, Quite the same. It's just, yeah, these gags at the end kind of play. Just yeah. Like, yeah. The plunger thing is ugly. like, oh, man, like this for like. But I laugh at that because the idea that Jim Carrey's character would rather kiss a plunger than kiss <laughs> a man trans woman. is yeah. fucking funny. And if you're like, that's offensive, that sets a bad example. Really? Then let all homophobes out there kiss a plunger like. If this is, if you're like, well, he's modeling bad behavior. Yeah. By plunging his face, I would agree with you. He's modeling bad behavior. Um, so I mean, as a sight gag, name another movie where a guy kisses a plunger. Come on. You can't, I guess the crying game. I haven't seen it, but you said that that's, uh, I don't <laughs> think they go that far. In the oh game. yeah. Anyways, I was just sad watching it. It, it, it was just like, oh man, like this really like, I feel like, uh, you know, like, um, I feel like, you know, the LGBT community has been shit on for so many, for so long. And like, I, and now I'm like looking at this, like, oh, dude, this, like, this, like, if you're like a, a trans woman seeing that, like, that sucks. That's fucking, <laughs> that just sucks. I don't know. It was a bummer to me. And I know it's, a, it's an old movie and times have changed and I'm glad they have, but it was just a, it was just sad to me. 
Dang, bummer. Yeah, I know. Sorry, but <laughs> the, you know, when you picked it, I was like, well, I don't remember. I think I remember the ending, but I think it's going to be a bummer, and it was. It was a bummer to me. Um. All right. Well, I don't know if I have a response to that. You don't have to. That's just how I felt. You know, that's fine. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so now he knows that Einhorn and Finkel are the same person and he, uh, and yet at the same time, Dan Marino has been kidnapped from like a commercial shoot that he was doing and has been held hostage. And it's the day of the Super Bowl. I'm trying to remember how Jim Carrey, uh, Ace Ventura was able to track down where the, where the base was, where like the villains hideout is. I, you know what? There's a lot of plot points that I think they kind of skimmed over. Like the fact that he was committed into this insane asylum, but then all of a sudden is not there anymore. There's a lot of, they never see him like just not be there. He's just not, you know, he's just out. So it's a lot of things that like, I think they just kind of just move, they just jump around just to get, you know, the movie over with kind of. Sure. Um, yeah, you're probably right. So uh, at the end of this movie, Einhorn has Dan Marino held hostage uh, at like a like some these the old docks down by the bay. Uh, and they also have the dolphin down there, uh, Snowflake, and they're watching the Super Bowl on TV. And it's going to be this grandiose, you know, that your last moments, Dan Marino, you're going to watch me kill the dolphin. You're going to watch your team lose the Super Bowl and then I'm going to kill you. It's the ultimate revenge. Jim Carrey infiltrates the base, um, but then is captured by Einhorn and held at gunpoint. And Einhorn, being the lieutenant, calls in backup, basically calls in a SWAT team and says, I've captured Snowflake's kidnapper. It's Ace Ventura. Um, and Ace Ventura, his friend who works at the police department, gets that message. He's with Courtney Cox. He's like, oh, no, Ace is in trouble. Let's go help him. Uh, they go down there and... You know, Ace Ventura kind of plays mind games with Einhorn, jokes about how the kick from 1984 was a botch. Einhorn gets distracted and like shoots the TV. And this is, this is when Ace Ventura jumps in, knocks the gun out of her hand and they start fighting. Uh, and Einhorn like beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. The whole SWAT team shows up and she's like, all right, Ace Ventura, it's him. Kill him, kill him. But then Ace Ventura reveals uh, the big twist that Einhorn is actually Ray Finkel. Um, and then there's no justification for this because then like everybody on the police force like starts like, ah, ah, yeah, and they realize that they've yeah. all made out with Einhorn. That's what I <laughs> and, mean. And at that point, they all want to kiss a plunger. But that's what I mean is like the director explaining that joke. It's like, oh, Ace, like after all. The things he's done, this is what upsets him. Yeah, that that might explain that one scene, but then yeah, you have like this where like everyone in the fucking movie is going, ooh, you know, it's like uh, you should have just said it, it didn't age well. <laughs> just say yeah, that. Yeah, it, it did not age well. It, it did not <laughs> age well. Just say that. This part is pretty much aggressively transphobic and homophobic. <laughs> it's, it's not even necessarily that funny either. But um uh, they reveal Einhorn's true identity and Einhorn is arrested and they rescue the dolphin and they return Dan Marino to the Super Bowl and the dolphins win the Super Bowl. Um, could, real quick. Could we just pause there for a second? What were you going to say, Sean, earlier? You were like, th- they pooped their pants or whatever. Oh, well with the, um, we finally reveal, got you know, like he takes off, he starts stripping her. Yeah. 
Um, and then at the end, you see, like, he takes off her pants, and then you see, like, the front, and you don't see anything, and then he turns it around, and then it shows that shot at the end. Yeah. But I thought everyone was disgusted because there was poop in there, because I, yeah. I didn't, as a kid, understand what was happening. I yeah. didn't get the plot at all, you know? So yeah. that's what I was referring to. I, I'm going to completely confess, I still did not understand that gag. I think I missed something during that. I did think. You, do you want to tell him? I think that would be... Uh, uh, her, the, the the penis and and testicles. She tucks her penis. Oh, okay. I I didn't <laughs> retain that at all. Yeah. They turn her around. And I'm like, uh huh. Because he says something about hemorrhoids or something. Yeah. I didn't understand the gag at all. Yeah. I was like, okay. So that that was lost on me. So, so there anyway. you go. <laughs> That's why I was looking forward you're, to you getting that just, part. You're just an innocent young little boy. I did. He, he said, "Oh, bad case of hemorrhoids." I'm like, "Huh." Rocco's just a child at heart, you know. It's, yeah. It's too it, innocent. You know, too innocent for Ace Ventura, man. I remember though thinking at the time, like what I, I was like, I don't, I didn't like that. Like I did not <laughs> like whatever was happening. I was like, yeah. I don't like what's happening. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't. Maybe I think I also was uncomfortable with him like kept taking off her clothes. I was like, oh. Yeah, the like, whole thing was like, I yeah. think I was just dejected during that to, scene. So to, I, w- I didn't hear what anyone to was To be honest, uh, the ending of this movie is like really trash. It's abysmally <laughs> bad. Not only is it like socially unacceptable by today's standards, and then you go back and you, you realize like, yeah, this probably was not a good thing for kids to just internalize and be like, yeah, bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. that was really not a good thing for young people. There's to- a trans character who is committed to an insane asylum and then becomes like a murderer. It, well, it's that, every that's, step. That's, <laughs> yes, in addition to... Well, here's the thing, too. Like, I never took this, and I still don't interpret this as... Uh, I always felt like Einhorn did this to, like, hide out, basically. Like... You know, yeah. that this was more like just being in disguise to not be caught as Ray Finkel. Yeah, as opposed so to... So you're not saying yeah. that... I never read this as Ray like, Finkel was a trans woman the whole time. Exactly. I see. Uh, That's what you're taking this as. And I, and I, you know, you can interpret it either way, but I think the intention of the people who made the movie at the time were just like, this is Ray Finkel in disguise. I see. Not like, you know... I, I don't think they were like trying to pass commentary on on trans people or, you know, but I think they unintentionally did, mm-hmm. which hurts the movie, especially all of these years later. Um, but that being said, even like like we were just saying, it's it kind of like they're just speeding towards an end. I think they just ran out of steam. Yeah, I think they ran out of ideas and just need to, they're like, hey, it's it's fucking the pet detective movie. <laughs> just fucking yeah. wrap it up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it kind of falls apart and, uh, but Ace Ventura succeeds. And then, you know, we didn't mention that he has this overarching case throughout the whole movie. Like his big, big, big case is this albino pigeon. He barely mentions it, but he's like, there's a $25,000 reward for this albino pigeon that a rich guy lost. And he finds (laughs) the pigeon at the end of the movie on a, on a, at the football game, it lands on like the Kool-Aid or uh, the Gatorade dispenser. Yeah. And uh, I think it's the Eagles mascot. I think it's the Dolphins are playing the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, like shoes the bird away. And Ace Ventura is like, hey, you just cost me $25,000. And the mascot just goes, blow me. <laughs> <laughs> and they get into a fist fight. Uh, and that's kind of how the movie ends. But did Family Guy rip off 
Peter Griffin fighting the chicken oh, from Ace Ventura. I never considered that. Fighting the eagle? Maybe. Let them fight that out. Maybe. Let them, let them solve that. Who, who, we get back to all great artists steal. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and who stole what from who? Because this is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a scene after the fist fight, but I, I no, mean, he was in the crowd. Yeah, the so, end, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just credits. Yeah, yeah they wrapped the some movie Tone Loke over the credits. That's kind of cool. That's true. Uh, oh yeah, Tone Loke is the actor who yeah. played his uh, friend, the cop. I, anytime Tone Loke is brought up, I do have to mention uh, being at a Vegas buffet behind him. He was getting bacon. I said, "What's up?" He was like, "What's up?" And in that Tone Loke voice, I can't do. What's up? What's up? Yeah, I mean, he it was great he, in person. Oh, it was majestic. And he, but he did have a lot of bacon, and so did I. So it was okay. Mm-hmm. And that is Ace Ventura, the movie that launched Jim Carrey's career. Um, he followed it up with The Mask. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Liar, Liar. Liar, Liar. I feel like there's another one that I'm missing. The number 23. Yeah, that was kind of my Jim Carrey. That uh, was my Ace, De- Ace Ventura. Kick-Ass 2. Mm-hmm. Same. Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. There you go. I think we've named every Jim Carrey movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Man on the Moon. The Majestic. Oh, Man on the Moon and the Majestic. There, that uh, I love you, Philip Morris. Well, you have IMDb open. I'm not looking at, I'm not looking at it. Yeah, he is. I can see. I'm not looking at it at all. Bruce Almighty. Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty was Steve Crawl, I thought. Yeah, it was. Mm, yeah, but he. I think he does like some cool shit in it or something. No. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, my favorite Truman Jennifer. Show. I love that movie. That's actually. my favorite Jennifer Aniston movie, Bruce Almighty. Is she in that one? Yeah, she plays yeah. his love interest. Dude, yeah. so he got to make out with Monica and Rachel. Damn, but he could uh, couldn't get could, Phoebe. Couldn't get Phoebe, dude. That's mm. why he married Jenny McCarthy. He's like, you remind yeah. me of Phoebe. You're Legitimately, you're I think Phoebe-esque. the Truman Show is my favorite Jim Carrey movie. I love the Truman Show. You know, it's so funny that that movie to me was the exemplary movie of saw too much in the trailers. Um, By the time I saw that movie, I was like, man, I had already seen yeah, all I saw this. The movie. Yeah. I was really uh, bummed about that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Derek, you picked the movie. What do you what shakers are you going to give it? I'm glad you asked. That's my Jim Carrey impression. I could tell. All righty, then. Let's give it some stars, folks. <laughs> I'm going to have to give this one a super duper two stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. Take the ending out of it, which I think is a huge factor for me, honestly. That, as I said, yeah. bummed me out. And I definitely see if you are... In the LGBT community, you're... Hey, hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm going to bump it down to one star. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think hard about this, and uh, yeah. It's, uh, a one, it's a one shaker for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're in if you're in that community, I could definitely see this movie being fucking upsetting. And, you know, it just... It, it, it upset me, and I'm, you know, this, this white guy, so whatever. Um, I would give it uh, one shaker, and that's for his physicality. So I think that was, you know, but the overall story I didn't like, I didn't like, I wasn't laughing and the ending sucked. So that's the one. Yeah. Uh, I do think that, you know, the phobia, the transphobia, the homophobia, it's a problem, but also 
my major problem is that that is what the movie leans on for its conclusion. Yeah, yeah. It does I think lean on I that. could, you know, and I'm sorry if this is offensive to say, but I think I could turn a blind eye to that if it was a smaller part of the movie. But because it yeah, is, if it blew past but it, but because yeah. it's what the whole movie boils down to, it kind of makes it pointless, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, up until that point, if the movie had followed on its trajectory and left that stuff out, I I would leave it at two stars, which is still not the greatest rating ever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean. I don't think this movie is worth getting offended over, you know, because I don't think anybody cares about this movie anymore and nobody's seeking it out. Um, And I think the time to get offended about it was when it came out. And at the time, nobody seemed to care. So that being said, I one star as well from me. Um, Yeah. uh, Having seen this now, um, Jim Carrey is like an undeniable thing. Like, it's like, yeah, I, I see completely why he got famous. I mean, again, though, I had seen shit from uh, from uh, In Living Color. And even as a kid, you know, that wasn't maybe my I didn't watch that show all the time. But you could tell like, OK, this guy's famous for a reason. Who else is like this? Um, so seeing that here. Yeah, you can't deny him. But. The story and the premise to me was a fucking waste of time. So, yeah. One. <laughs> That's a grand total of three. All together three. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah. That sounds about right. And I'll tell you, the second movie is even worse. Yeah, that one I saw more <laughs> than this one. I did not know, and I was looking this up too, I did not realize that. Second movie gets into racism. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> he goes to Africa. Oh no! And he oh like, no! And he like joins a tribe. Oh no! But I mean, it's again. It's just I don't think it's like. That's the thing. Like, I don't think this movie set out to be homophobic or transphobic. Right. I don't think the second movie sets out to be racist. No, I think it I just. I don't think they thought that. They're hard just about unintentionally it. going there. Yeah. And, it, and that's why it's like, eh, I don't know, man. You guys, saying, y'all fucked up. Saying I don't think they think that they thought that hard about this no. movie. And you're probably right. They, 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 I don't uh, think they did. They didn't think about this movie pretty much at all. They just did, they just made whatever. So it seems. Uh, I was gonna say though, I did not know the second one was written and written and directed by Steve Odekirk. Did not know that. Who's that? Whose credits include Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh, no. Uh, the God Thumb. Oh, no. Thumb Wars. Parody of Star Wars. Um, any of the thumb-related movies. So that makes up most of his filmography. So it's making a lot of sense now. Yikes. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> Rocco, what yeah. movie are you picking next to get us out of this? Um, Thumb Wars. I have like seven choices. None of them are less than fucking three hours because every movie now is minimum three hours. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I got. I don't know. Um, I was gonna try to not make you guys suffer, but I think that just might be the destination here. Um, I really wanted to watch this movie because I've heard so many mixed things about it. And it was a massive bomb, mm-hmm. um, but I was fascinated by it. And again, we are in Oscar season only for about two more days. So I figured I might as well choose this now because there won't be a time later. But uh, Damien Chassel's new movie, Babylon, 
It came out in December to tumbleweeds. Uh, but you know, his previous movie, La La Land, was a huge uh was was a huge Oscar contender. It it they thought it won for a minute, but it didn't. Um I love Whiplash. I don't know shit about this movie. I Babylon. I haven't heard anything about this. Is it where can you find it? Uh where you wherever you watch anything. All right. Next week, Babylon. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you then. This episode's about to be longer than Ace Ventura. Oh my god, Jesus.